0: to be joined by Andy Ritchie on the SPFL show. Been a few weeks since we've spoken Andy and trust Scottish football to throw up so many anomalies.
1: Yeah, i without a doubt Callum. You know, we couldn't see what was coming round the corner a fortnight ago the last time we spoke right enough and thought that the league would be up and running now and we'd be able to get, get back playing games again but uh, that just shows you You
0: never know what's round the corner they certainly don't and, and it's well, the Aberdeen players and Ball and Goal at Celtic that story's been been raging for a long time it's been been spoken about very often so we'll, we'll let let the other outlets continue to talk about that but Aberdeen were playing the other night Andy against St Johnston it was it was a drab game they won 1-0 but do you think that sort of sums up the the, the strange circumstances the fact that rather than building momentum Aberdeen and of course Celtic when they come back to league action Will be out the groove compared to the other teams that have continued to play
1: Yeah, well it seems to have been working out that way I've been a little bit disappointed I must admit, Kellam eh, with, the, with the quality of some of the games that I have watched Since the season started back up again like that It, is, it looks a bit of a slow burner at this moment in time And taking everything into consideration eh, The fact there's no supporters there And the turmoil that we've had for the last few months it shouldn't really be a surprise, but uh, the other night's game there, we have Aberdeen and St. Johnston was very, very poor all round. Nothing much of a spectacle at all. And you know, I seen one of the managers the other day. That they are saying that the that looked like a nil-nil draw from 15 minutes into the game. Uh, and it was poor fare all round. You know the quality in the game, and I think a lot of the other games as well that we've seen over the last few weeks haven't really set the pulses racing. Callum. So I'm hoping that, that this weekend we can get a fresh start at it again With Aberdeen and Celtic both back in the equation again playing games That the legal finally burst into life after three or four games
0: The first game I want to talk to you about this weekend is Mullerville-Hamilton It's a derby match, both teams have had a, a slow start to the season Who's got more pressure on them to win this game Or do you think it's maybe even both that have got the pressure on them?
1: I think it's both sides at this moment in time.
0: Motherwell started
1: slowly enough. I, I was quite impressed with them the first game when they, when they went into Ross County, they didn't start particularly well, but they had the best of the second half and looked as if they were running into some sort of form after that. They've only been able to pick up two draws since then. Uh, so really, Motherwell need to, to get going again and uh, pick, up, pick up results. And especially at home, They'll need to pick up results like that as well. That's very important to them. Uh, they've got European games coming up in the future as well. So they really want to get their season started. I know Stevie Robinson has, you know, went public there and said he was bitterly disappointed in some of the performances of the players over the last couple of weeks. Last week's wasn't too bad, but they're really hoping to get back on song again for this weekend in the local Derby. And Hamilton Aki as well. And I think we said at the preview... Before we started on the podcast with it about Hamilton Ackies, they really don't want to be cut adrift and want to have a good start to the season. And that's basically what's happened. They're they're down bottom in that league now. They don't have a point. So it's vitally important, away at their old rivals here this weekend, that they pick up something to get off the mark. But their performances, I think, have been decent enough. But the old quandaries cropped up again for them. You know, the fact that they don't score many goals. And that's always going to be a problem for the clubs down the bottom like that. They really need to get something tomorrow. So, vitally, vitally important, even at this early stage of the season, eh, that both clubs don't lose tomorrow.
0: Pushing Yandy, who wins the match?
1: I'll be going for Mullerow. I think tomorrow, Callum. Eh, I did, I did fancy them quite a bit in their second game of the season, and I fancied them when they also when they played Dundee United at Mullerow to get off the mark. I think
0: Motherwell might just shade it. I might, might just go with Motherwell tomorrow. I, I would agree with that. I think you're spot on in the sense that I think even Motherwell fans and maybe even the management team looked at that Dundee United game and would have backed themselves. A home game, you're playing a team that's just been promoted. You would, you would expect to, to, to win that game, but they didn't. So with this game, the, the pressure's there for every Derby match as it always is but an extra spice for Motherwell to get their season so I'm going to back them as well On to another game that interests me from, from this weekend's fixtures St Mirren Ross County now when you look at both teams they've actually had good starts they're both sitting in seven points and, and they've got two wins to their name which is something that I think a lot of people w- would have been surprised at at the start of the season Yeah, both managers will be delighted with the start to St Mirren
1: and uh, Ross, County have had, Ross County have played very well. Uh, they did do well, as I said, in the first game of the season, and they've played well since. They've been able to keep that momentum going. And I'm sure Jim Goodwin down at St Martin as well will be pleasantly surprised with the start that his team have had. Uh, I think he's added well through the post-season, As I mentioned earlier on in more talks, that, uh, and he'd be hoping that his players would, We've got up and running very quickly and they've done that, you know, so I, I've got, this has got the look of a very tight game tomorrow, Cal uh, I think as well that the fact that uh, Ross County have been scoring goals, you know, quite regular since the start of the season, that they'll fancy themselves to come and score again uh, down in Paisley tomorrow. So I've got the feeling that very, might, very well might be uh, a very tight game and the big fella would need to go for a scoring draw on that one.
0: I think it will definitely be a draw. I would agree with you there in the sense that I think because both teams have started well, I think both of them will be relaxed in the sense that I think both of them will go for the game, which, as you've said, will lead to goals. But ultimately, I think they are, on paper anyway, two even sides. And a draw, I would concur with you there, Andy, is the most likely result. Two Rangers stay at home tomorrow uh, against Kilmarnock. Now Kilmarnock are a team who obviously got a point from Celtic which was which was very impressive. Um Alex Dyer is a manager who we talked about in a preview who who deserved to get that job. He, he he's, he's earned his stripes, but crucially last week they were they were heartbroken because they got sending off in the match and then St Johnston beat them with the last kick of the game. So how do you think Kilmarnock will bounce back? Do you think they'll go to Ibrooks? and sit in looking for a point or do you think they'll dare to try and attack Rangers?
1: No, I would imagine they'll go there under the same circumstances in the opening season with Celtic. Uh, predominantly well organised, well structured and well put together. Uh, they'll be looking in the first 20 to 25 minutes of the game at Ibrox tomorrow a not to be giving in anything away, not to be putting themselves under pressure. And they'll be doing a similar job on Rangers they will be hoping that Livingston did at home last week. They suck up all the pressure and hopefully try and hit them on the break. Uh, I was quite impressed last week with Rangers at Livingston. I thought they played a lot of decent stuff from time to time, but they just didn't seem to have that cutting edge. We have to get the first goal, with maybe have led on to bigger and better things for them at that time. So I don't think Stevie Gerrard would be too disappointed with the performance, but he really needs to see more from his creative players tomorrow, for his players that matter. Uh, and and start to push some victories at home again, and comprehensive victories as well. I think that all adds to the the confidence of the situation if they can do that tomorrow. So, it'll be a long day for Kilmarnock tomorrow if they go along with that that schedule in mind to to try and frustrate Rangers. Uh, I've just got a funny wee feeling that Rangers will be too bright for Kilmarnock tomorrow, Uh, and maybe get a little bit more out of the game, as in goals, and, and certainly... Uh, chances made throughout the game, so they'll be hoping to take a lot of those chances as well. So I see, I see a wee bit of a comprehensive victory for Rangers tomorrow.
0: With Rangers, Andy, every time we've spoken, it's, it's been sort of transfer speculation season. It started before we, we, the season began. We, we talked about Morelos potentially going to France. He's still at the club, but now attention has turned to Ryan Kent. Leeds United have had a bid rejected for him. Does, do you think that will cloud Gerard's judgment of the player when it comes to this game? Will he start the player or is it better for all parties he's on the bench or not in the squad?
1: Well, I would think as we spoke about, as you said before the start of the season about all this, I think it's got a lot to do with the fact that the transfer market will be opened later this year. A lot of the English clubs and a lot of the foreign clubs are now just sitting round about their tables and their recruitment departments looking through. Budgets have now been organised for a lot of clubs down south and in the continent as well. And people do have money to spend, especially in England. They always do that. And they're always looking north of the border for people eh, who can score goals. So it's no great surprise. I think the fact, as I said, that it was right through until October now that that the marketplace, people have a little bit more time to do their business and get things organised. But that will happen throughout the whole game up here better players will always be wanted down south and down south they have money to be able to come here and, and, and plunder the best that we have up here in Scotland eh, to make their seasons a little bit better especially down south so it's no great surprise to me that that will happen across the board Cal tomorrow I would imagine that you know Stephen Gerrard will probably play Morales again in the hope that playing at home against Kilmarnock where he'll need these, these forward-thinking players to to grab goals from him. And I, I, I don't have any doubt at all that Morales' name will be on the sheet. Uh, but he'll be looking very closely over the next two or three games as the season gets up and running to Morales, that he does start to score goals. Uh, Ryan Kent, another one as well. He had a few chances last week at Livingston and, and did he manage to put them away? A little bit unlucky in one or two. Uh, but he's always going to be a threat up here because he's a forward-thinking player. He's got good pace. He likes to get at people. And normally, excluding last weekend at Livingston, normally he's a very good finisher. So I would think he'll probably start again with the boys up front and uh, hope to try and get a little bit more out of them.
0: And and certainly hope that they're going to give him the goals that he needs to win the game. Uh, Goals win games, as the the cliche says, and for me I agree with you in the sense that with players like Morelos, Ken, even the new signings you've got Ruth. Eaton as well I think Rangers will definitely Score a few goals At Ibrooks And they, they will beat Kilmarmouth for me as well I have to say though I think Celtic's trip To Dundee United Could be trickier than people Are expecting Because Credit to Mickey Mellon He came into The Dundee United job People said They were Very good in the first half Of the championship season Last year But towards the end It's as if they kind of Knew They had a big enough gap To see them through And took their foot Slightly off the gas Then you had the element of um, Lauren Shankland. People thought when they come up to this top flight for the first time in a few years, and they have Shankland, he's the guy they rely on. But he's had a few um, niggling injuries. He's not played an awful lot. And when he's played, he's not been at his sharpest. And yet they've still got seven points, two two wins and a draw in their first four games. So I think Mickey Mellon will set up in a way that United are structured to, to defend, but crucially counter Celtic when they can.
1: Yeah, well, we did speak about it at the outset when we were talking about early season as well in regards to Dundee United and the new manager, Mickey Mellon, like that. And I think I said on it at the time that, you know, I'd like to see them getting up and running early. Eh, put results on the board. Put points on the board as well because they really wouldn't want to be cut adrift early on in the season as well with maybe one or two other clubs. And they've certainly done that. Eh, I think they're start of the season been very positive the way he wants to play the game I know from his time down south is in a positive manner uh, and I don't think and I'm quite surprised about it I don't think they really have missed Orange Island that much you know and it's a, a silly thing to say probably with the fact that he is a major goal scorer but I don't think the loss uh, has been as dramatic as a lot of people would have thought it would have been uh, so I, I think it's been a solid start for them what I would disagree with you with is that I would think that tomorrow up at Tannadice like that that they won't, they won't play a defensive mode game. They'll want to come and they'll want to have a go at Celtic and they'll want to play in a, in a good manner that allows them to have chances to, to maybe put Celtic under a little bit of pressure. I don't think that'll be the case. It would probably have been a little bit more difficult for them if they had been coming to Celtic part like that. But I believe back up there at Tannadice, they will be offensive, they will have a go. And it'll depend whether those players who have been playing up front for them are able to take those chances when they do come along. We're a wee bit concerned with the fact that Celtic had to hold up there again due to the, uh, the nonsense attached to ball and golly and everything else that went along with that. They might be a little bit rusty Celtic. That's what Dundee United will be hoping for. That they're just not on the ball. And maybe try and catch them on a day when they're trying to get their season up and running again. Uh, I'm looking forward to to the Dundee United-Celtic game for two different reasons. Uh, Let me know for definite how Dundee United are going to fare up in this league. This is a big one for them tomorrow. And it will also be extremely interesting just to see how Celtic and the Celtic players react to the last
0: couple of weeks. It certainly will be. I mean, the the European game for Celtic in midweek, they comprehensively won that match. But, But let's be honest, Dundee United should be a tougher opposition for Celtic Especially the fact the game's away from home I think Celtic will get the job done But I wouldn't be sh- shocked if it was a narrow victory Rather than a, a comprehensive one Because of the nature of the stop-start situation they found themselves in um, So it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back Because they simply have to Because even though we're very early doors in You've got Rangers have got 10 points in the board already Celtic have got 4 So you can't really, even at this stage, afford for a slip-up Obviously, I'm not saying that would roll them out of titles or coming back, but it's just not the start you would want to find yourself in that chase when it's only August.
1: Well, I would think so. And uh, the European game that they had there uh, in midweek was a a little matter of knocking over Skittles. So that would get a little bit of the rustiness out of the Celtic legs. Uh, And it's always nice to score a few goals. It took me back to the old days of the early rounds of the European Cup when uh, Scottish teams and English teams, you we know, one or two rounds of like that, and they could more or less put the kettle on for a four or a five goal victory throughout that. That's not happened for a few years. So Neil Lennon will be delighted that he's been able to do that, get his team out back on the park again, score five goals midweek, not lose any, and, and win the match quite comprehensively. But I, I think, as you said, tomorrow, this is, this is all about how the United approach this. And if we're able to, again, Celtic spaces nice and early, uh, and, and, and really make it a game of football, uh, and we haven't seen a, a great deal of that lately in the Premier League in Scotland, so hopefully that could be the catalyst, tomorrow's game could be the catalyst uh, for games to come in the future. We'll get a nice open game of football, and uh, get a few goals scored, i would probably go along with you and say that Celtic will win the game, but the big judgement will be after 25 minutes of the game for me, we'll be able to tell exactly what kind of game we're going to witness.
0: I don't want to be disrespectful to the two teams I'm about to mention, but the thought of Aberdeen playing Livingston, I'll be honest with you, doesn't excite me from what I've watched recently. I thought Aberdeen versus St Johnson the other night was was pretty grim. And I think for Livingston, they are stronger at at home than they are away. So I think that game at Patodre could be a a real, real tense game with very few chances and and maybe just the one goal, if any. It's got that
1: look on paper. Uh, again. I was disappointed with Aberdeen. I was disappointed with the fact that they have so many uh, uh, good attacking players and they really didn't make anything out of the game at all. You know, it's probably a fortunate three points that Derek McKinnis took away back up the run through Perth with him. Uh, and, you know, you, you've got to look at that and say, well, the other players that he's got, his forward players, aren't available again this weekend to him. He might find himself in the same position. He's got to juggle one or two certain players into it different areas of the park where they're not necessarily as comfortable as it would be in others. So, yeah, it's got to look at that. Livingston are difficult opponents. Livingston do what it says on the tin. They make things difficult for other people. They're very hard working. They put the full effort, and the, full shi- the full shift in on a weekly basis like that. And uh, hard work will always get you get your results at the end of the day as well. we we'll are hoping to Impose themselves a little bit more further up the park this time round at Pottodry rather than what they did at home there from the Rangers game. But I think they've been reasonably open throughout the whole season with what they're trying to do. They're trying to pick up as many points, doing the things that they're good and they're comfortable at early on in the season. But uh, I, I, I agree. With you, I don't expect fireworks, but hey ho, we've been wrong. We've been wrong before, Callum. So. Hopefully that might very well happen again this week. Well, fingers i still think that
0: Aberdeen would win this game. I still think Aberdeen have enough to their game to be able to win it, but it'll be a very tight affair. Well, uh, I th- as we both agree, I think it'll be tight. I- I-, I I, wouldn't be surprised if it was a draw, if I'm honest, but you just never know. And staying on Livingston just now, Andy, I mean, Lyndon Dykes gets his move to QPR down south. Mark Warburton's paid um, over a million pounds up front for him, which is great news for Livingston. I think the the fee could rise to around two million pounds. How good a deal do you think that is for Livingston in the sense that they are a club that even when crowds are in, they don't have massive revenue at the gate. So how crucial do you think that could be for the club as a whole? Well,
1: it's a Klondike for Livingston in this day and age to receive that type of money for one of their players. It usually doesn't happen. You usually find that the player either waits to the end his contract before he moves like that, and uh, that's the way the game seems to work now, and that type of money for a club like Livingston has been a godsend for them. They'll be able to do one or two things, or maybe even more than one or two things throughout the whole season to improve their team with that type of money that they have, and we have played to the big fella, put in enough good performances to encourage people, and that probably was the... That the best offer that was on the table for Livingston for, for their player and they've done a great job there uh, getting that type of money for, for the big fella so that, that'll come in very handy to them and uh, hopefully he goes down there and does really well for himself and I know he's still pondering over the idea of whether he's going to play for a school year for Scotland so I really hope if it's Scotland he picks he goes down there and as we would say up here sets a head on fire and manages to the international
0: squad Here as well Definitely I think a lot of people uh, Debate whether he's good enough For Scotland But I'm with you He's going to um, What you could argue on paper Is a stronger um, league So it's something That if he can develop And do well down there He'll only grow as a player And he could be of use To the national team Because we're hardly blessed with an array of top-class strikers to choose from. So the more, the better, really. So I would agree with you there. Fingers crossed it, that he goes there and does well. And if he is doing well, then then he does choose Scotland. Last game, Andy, St so Johnston-Hibbs. For me, Hibs are an exciting team. I back them to finish third. So far, I'm, I, I having watched them, I, I think they will do it. I think they can do it. Um, but crucially, they need to keep that momentum high because Hibs are one of these teams, and I hate generalising, but... I'm going to do it here anyway. To be honest with you, how is it the sort of team that I feel that when they lose one or two in the bounce, the heads drop and the momentum can go completely flat. But on the other hand, when they are and are on a form that like they are just now, they can beat anyone in the league.
1: Yeah, well, they we definitely staffed the league very well. i no doubt about that. And I think in our previous previous conversation we'd spoken about the fact that Jack Ross had had implemented uh, new signings and forward area signings for for this season. And, and, and things were building up a bit of momentum at the Easter Road for the start of the season in regards to that. And they have a bigger squad. You know, I noticed Scott Allen and a few other players who would probably have played last season because of the squad being supplemented by new players are finding it difficult to get in. So I'm thinking the guys who are sitting on the bench there that I've seen there at the last Mulro game, they want to get back into the team. They've got to improve their performances as well. So, all round, it looks pretty healthy for Hibs. I'm a little bit disappointed by the fact that Muller went up there to Easter Road and bullied them a little bit. I was a little bit concerned about that. They, you know, they, they, they lost it in the middle of the park. The wee fella, Campbell, in the middle of the park, started to dictate one ball back from Muller last week. And they seemed to drift out the game a wee bit. And that would be my only criticism I have over the years from people going take it to them and, and get in their faces a little bit they have they responded in the in the positive manner that you may have expected like, like that you know but I would I would think momentum on their side at this moment in time uh, they really have to keep it going they really have to go as far as they can with this and keep the situation afloat for them at the top end of the Premier League and I fancy them I fancy them at St Johnson tomorrow I was I'm a little bit disappointed, Mr. Johnson. I know they had one or two players missing as well, and uh, things haven't started particularly well up there. But I was a little bit disappointed in their overall play, the way they approached the game. Uh, it was only late on in the game, and you can't afford to do that at home when they really came to life a little bit. Uh, they'll feel disappointed that been whipped the points from underneath them, but uh, they need to get they need to get back on. They need to start playing. They need to build up a bit of momentum. But I don't see it against Hibs. If Hibs go about it the way they've been doing
0: prior to the Motherwell game, I think Hibs could win that game quite comfortably. I would agree. And I just hope for... Some good football, especially the games that are televised, because I think luckily Aberdeen scored um, last night. But if they hadn't, they have been three nil nils on Sky in a row, which we don't want. We don't really want at this stage, especially when when Scottish football is getting more airtime than it normally would down south, with, with their league not being on at the moment. Last question before I let you go, Andy. That Nicholas Sturgeon announced that fans could be getting back into stadiums as early as the 14th of September, albeit at very limited numbers. Just how exciting is it to have fans back, even if, even if, as I say, it's going to be very limited to start with? Well, it's
1: just another step in the right direction for me. Uh, football without the supporters in there is, is, you know, there's a big, big miss from it. And we, I tend to give it the benefit of the doubt at this moment in time to the players in regards to that. Players expect supporters in as well. There's certain demands made upon the players throughout the game, during the game, eh, to, to go and, and, and do things that when there's no one in the stadium. You actually get to feel off the game that they're quite happy to play the game out. You know, supporters will not allow that to happen. They'll be driving their own teams on. And I, I'm, I'm really excited about that. You know, I know I was quite excited when the leagues were coming back in again and enjoying my football on telly like that. But uh, I, I like it, and I like to be able to go to games myself, which is always nice. Uh, and it'll be great when the supporters are back in, even in limited numbers. We've got to start somewhere. Uh, and I'm sure if we're sensible about it, we might not take too long before we're, we're back up and running again where everybody who wants to go along to see a football game is able to get there uh, that'll, that'll be the end product of the whole thing but I'm, I'm quite excited about the fact that even at limited amounts that we're getting people back into the ground again football is only a game without supporters that's so.
0: Definitely and, and, and who knows Andy the next time we speak who knows what will have happened in Scottish football as I say we, we preview the season and then we have players flying out the country and, up, and lots of other shenanigans. so I'm sure it won't be dull this weekend and, and in the week to come and and hopefully the next time we speak, we can talk about some good football and some great goals. Because as I say, we don't want to see ball now, nows, especially when the fans aren't there. Because when you've not got the fans to add to a game, it's important that we see quality on the park. So thanks for your time again, Andy. And I'm sure we'll speak again very soon. You're very welcome, Calvin. Thanks very much. <laughs>